0: Somewhat of a rough time in the sporting world for me since this last podcast over the past few weeks. I mean, the Huskies lost to Cal, and some of you may have heard my little bonus episode about a rant after we lost to Cal. Um,
1: Wait, hold on, you did a bonus episode?
0: Oh yeah, no, that because uh, I'm sorry, a
1: lightning... I was not aware of this. I, I want to hear this. Yeah, I might need to play well, that. Well, yeah.
0: It after this, but it uh, after the Huskies lost, you know, because there was a lightning strike, it got delayed for two hours. I had to leave because my dad didn't want to wait for the you know, lightning delay to end, so we just went home, Dad. Uh, yeah, come on, Dad. I want to watch the Huskies. And basically, we so it, the game ended up going until like 2 a.m. because it got started again. We lost. I just sat there shell shocked in front of my TV. For like 15 minutes, I didn't know what to do. I couldn't go to sleep. You know, I had like four hours until the sun was gonna rise. So I just, I, what do I do? So I, I, uh, I made a podcast, had a little rant, posted it, and uh, you know, got it,
1: got a good night's sleep. It felt pretty good. You got to, you. you got to. I was, I was um, last Saturday. You know, my, my my Trojans got a nice win week two against Stanford. And last week, I, I had to go to work at 4.10 a little odd time to go to work, and the game was still going. So I got to work. We're not supposed to be on our phones, but I snuck into one of the theaters, and I uh, was watching the game. And uh, there were some words said that uh, shouldn't be repeated on a podcast. I was very frustrated that Bonds can't hold on to a football. But you know what? Maybe I need to do a rant of my own another time. Go for because, it. <laughs> because – but we're looking ahead now. We got uh, USC Utah's weekend, and next week we have a very special podcast coming your way. I will be live in Seattle at the Killbreath household, and we will be uh, going to to the USC again.
0: USC versus UW.
1: Now, one of us is going to be very happy Saturday night, and the other one's going to be very depressed, and we're staying in the same house, so I don't know how this is going to work. <laughs>
0: it's uh. It's a 1230 game, which they scheduled. I thought it was going to be a night game, which it's a little more dramatic when it's a night game, but it'll it'll have to do at 1230.
1: Exactly. And are you uh, – I assume you're bringing the uh, the grill so we can tailgate all morning? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um.
0: But so college football – so, yeah, that wasn't too great for me that the Huskies lost. But, again, looking ahead, you know, I'm very scared. We'll get to college football. You know, we'll get to college football. But the NFL hasn't done too great for me either. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But anyway, the marquee matchup this weekend in college football is Notre Dame versus Georgia. Number 7 Notre Dame is going into Athens to play number 3 Georgia. So, I mean... Let me add. I mean, do you want Notre Dame to win this and get another shot potentially in the playoffs? Or are you? Done I, I do it?
1: want Notre Dame. I like Notre Dame. You know, even though I'm a USC fan, I always uh, like them. You know, they're the Catholic kids up there. But um, you know, I, I do. I, I get tired of. You know, I don't hate Georgia, but I get tired of all these. You know, Southeast teams down there in the South. Just you know, kind of running college yeah. football. It's the same teams: Alabama, Clemson. Um, Georgia and then usually Ohio State's in there, so it gets you know frustrating every week when we see the same four teams. I'm really looking forward to this matchup. You know, Ian Booker, quarterback for the Irish, you know, he's got to have a big game. He's averaging four more rushes per game than he did last year, which is a big key because if they're going to win this game, they got to get out of the pocket and scramble because they, the the uh, the Georgia, if I get this right, the Georgia online outweighs the the Notre Dame D line by 50 pounds on an average. So, wow. Georgia is going to have a great time running the football with DeAndre Swift. And, you know, it, it's fun. Especially, you know, going back last week, and week week one's always kind of a snoozer a little bit because they play a bunch of garbage teams. Last week there wasn't a single ranked versus ranked matchup. You know, this last week year. we have – yeah. They, this week they have uh, Auburn-Mississippi State, I believe. Uh, or not Mississippi State.
0: Texas A&M. Texas A&M, Auburn. Yeah. Yeah. and uh
1: Michigan. Wisconsin, Michigan, and in this game here, so it's exciting. I'm glad that the, the slate's kind of coming together. There's a big week in of game, especially yeah. after last week being a little bit of a uh, yeah. a little boring. Yeah, um, I agree, but I got to tell you, Notre
0: Dame's not going to win. I'm sorry. it's just not going to happen. Notre Dame can't beat these top teams. Few teams can, but Notre Dame certainly can't. I mean they got shelled by Clemson in the playoff. Ian Book didn't play well in that game. Notre Dame's run defense is absolutely atrocious, and Georgia has arguably the best running back in college football, plus their O-line outweighs Notre Dame's D-line by so much, as you talked about. So, yeah, this one, Georgia is going to be running all over Notre Dame.
1: It'll be over by the third quarter. Yeah, um, I am I am excited, though, for some good matchups. You know, uh, I, I'm excited for USC Utah, Reggie Bush making his first return to the Coliseum that's going to be exciting. Uh, Hopefully get a little Trojan magic. Yeah, that's um,
0: that's a Friday night game too. And I tell you, that's a huge game for how the Pac-12 is going to shake out because a lot of people are pinning Utah as the playoff contender in the Pac-12. Is Utah a top 10 team? I don't know. I mean, we'll find out, I guess. But the thing is, if USC wins this game, they jump to 2-0 in the conference. That BYU loss really doesn't mean too much in terms of the conference. And um, then all of a sudden, Utah is going to need to lose two fewer games than USC if USC wins. So if USC loses this game, they're pretty much not going to pass Utah in the standings. So they pretty much need to win this game. But, I mean, it'll be interesting, and we'll get a chance to see if Utah is legit.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like you said, Friday night game in the Coliseum, Reggie Bush returning. Uh, It's gonna be fun, you know, and seeing Keenan Slovis again. I know last week he threw two touchdowns and three interceptions, but I gotta say, a couple of those interceptions weren't his fault. It was simply the receivers for USC just literally making bad plays. Like Vaughn's tipped the last one. The first one, Amon Ra didn't even step in front of the pass, could have knocked it down, just standing there. So I really don't blame Slovis too much. He played well, showed a lot of promise. Frankly, it's just exciting to watch USC football again. JT Daniels, you seem like there was always a limit on how good he could be, and you know this kid. I know he makes some mistakes, but you know whatever you watch, you feel like something special could happen at any moment, and that's a lot more exciting to watch than run, run, pass, and you know throw down incompletions for JT Daniels. Um, but uh, who is Washington play this week?
0: Oh, I'm scared because they play BYU, and it's oh. it's it's at. It's at Provo too. It's in BYU. It's one of those games that just really scares me, especially in a week before USC. You know, you're you BYU. That's exactly how most of us feel. Um, but it's it's going to be a really tough game, and I'm I'm really scared for that BYU game. Um, obviously, they beat Tennessee, who's bad, but they also beat. USC, and BYU, actually, their stadium, they are apparently some, I was told that some magazine or article or something, picked. Um, anyway, in the NFL, the end of an era came a few days ago. <laughs> uh, Eli Manning benched for Daniel Jones. Uh, we could also look at it as the start of an era. It's just it's yeah I mean that too but you know people were asking me in school how do you feel about Daniel Jones you know um, how are you feeling some people said did you see that I Manning got benched I'm like oh yeah I saw you know I I saw it <laughs> um, but I I was just telling people oh you know it's fine I don't really care it's only my childhood that's all. Um, it's only like at least twelve years of my life that it kinda just came to a close. It's, you know, only twelve years.
1: Um
0: but in all honesty, I was a little I, I was sad obviously, but a tiny part of me was relieved when I saw that uh Daniel Jones is gonna be the starter now. And the reason for that is because I just can't handle Eli Manning being a scapegoat for everything in the New York media and every time <laughs> Every time they give up, you know, 28 points in a game, that's Eli's fault. So I'm done with – I I'm I would rather just, you know, Daniel Jones can come in and best of luck to him. I hope he's great, but he's not going to come out of the gate and win the Giants the next 14 games. They're still not going to make the playoffs, and there's going to be no Eli Manning to blame. Um, but what this means, I mean, Eli Manning's got to go into the – Hall of Fame, but I I was – you know, I mean, at least it's not going to end with Eli Manning getting booed by the Giants fans, booed off the field, because that might have been where this was headed by these bastard Giants fans who blame Eli for everything. (laughs) But, I mean, I I tell you, I'm going to continue going on about this for a while. I don't think people realize – I mean, how many teams can say that they had one quarterback basically for 16 years – I mean, that's pretty much unheard of in the NFL. And I understand that Eli Manning was never the greatest, the best quarterback in the league. I mean, I get that. He was maybe top five, one or two seasons. But to have a quarterback that is good and capable for so many seasons that can win the big games is a rarity in the NFL. And it's something that I think most reasonable people really appreciate. And, you know, he comes into the league in 2004 – if you were to tell people that, hey, you can draft this quarterback and he's going to win you two Super Bowls, get two Super Bowl MVPs, uh, that should be enough in of itself, finish top 10 all-time in completions, passing touchdowns, passing yardage, four Pro Bowls, and only miss one game in 16 years because he gets benched by some fat-ass coach. Would you take that? Yes. I, that's a Hall of Fame career right there. And the best quarterback in Giants history is Eli Manning.
1: Wow. That was a uh, little tear to my eye. Um, <laughs> listen, as an unbiased perspective on the Giants organization, obviously Eli Manning, what he's done with the organization, cannot be uh, criticized. He won two Super Bowls, beat arguably the greatest team of all time with the, uh, the 19-0 Patriots or the 18-0 yeah, the eighteen and 0 Patriots, excuse me, eighteen and one. Um you know, he's done, he's he's been the one guy that actually has has been able to uh mess with Belichick a little bit in, in those games. Now, now I'm glad Eli got benched, and here's why. I'm like you said, you know, if he stays out there and they continue losing and he continues to on picks and it's just kind of an average, you know, I mean he's not terrible, but he's not good either. And, you know, he's going to get booted off the, the, the field and it's going to, you know, end some of his legacy if he goes out and he just keeps playing. He's terrible. Let him go out now as, as you know, a giant great, likely a Hall of Famer with his two Super Bowls. Let the kid, you know, Daniel Jones um, play while Eli's still mentoring him there, you know, because Eli's probably not going to be with him next year. And, um, you know, he's looked good in the preseason, looked good in the, a couple of snaps he got in versus the Cowboys. You know, let him go. And, you know, it's a good week to play him against Tampa Bay. Obviously, they don't have a great defense. And, you know, I'm excited to see what he can do. It, it, it'll be a lot more interesting. And it also lets him grow that chemistry with Saquon and the rest of the team when, you know, the Giants weren't winning a Super Bowl this year. So why go another year with Eli with just him on the bench? And then we have to go through the same thing next year when when Daniel Jones is getting the start. But he's, um, you know, young and not experienced. Right.
0: Well, I mean, I don't want to see Eli play for another team, I'll tell you that much. I don't think he's gonna. I really don't think he's gonna start anywhere else, but I just I don't wanna see him wearing any other team jersey to be honest. Just retire after the season. I mean call it a call it a Hall of Fame career.
1: Yes, I agree with you. Now, uh looking forward to some of the big games this weekend. Uh my Chiefs and the Ravens in Arrowhead Stadium, two and zero. That's gonna be a fun one. Watching uh, Mahomes and Lamar battle it out. Yeah. Well.
0: Okay. I thought I thought you were gonna keep talking there, so I.
1: Paused. Oh no no no! I was setting it up for you.
0: Okay. Um. All right. Well, this is good. I have the floor to myself now to talk about some Chief Ravens. <laughs> um. I I expected, and I think most people kind of had to expect this. That Patrick Mahomes was going to take a regression in the second year, and that obviously has not happened I so didn't. far. Okay. Well, good for you. <laughs> but that obviously has not happened so far. He's been on that crazy, insane pace still, but it's going to be really interesting to see him go against this Ravens defense. But at this point, we can't even just call it a Ravens defense because Lamar Jackson um, has been incredible this year and not running, but passing the ball. He's just been. I mean, I know he hasn't played the best defenses necessarily, but he has been really good. Um, and with the way things are going, you know, for those that remember two summers ago, I put him at number two in my rookie quarterback rankings. Baker Mayfield was one. I think that at the rate this is going, it might, might end up being Lamar Jackson one and Baker Mayfield two. Um, by the way, pretty much in that draft class, most people had Lamar Jackson way further down on the quarterback spectrum and for reasons I don't know why he carried a trash Louisville team to nine minutes <laughs> but what can I say I guess I just know more about football than all the experts do and I I mean I think the Chiefs are still going to win this game most likely because I don't think anyone's slowing down Mahomes right now but It's not even really just Mahomes. I mean, if he was on a worse team, he wouldn't be putting up these numbers, evidently, because he has so many – I mean, Denard Robinson, Nicole Hardman, like Sammy Watkins, Kelsey, all these guys. It's just kind of uncanny what's going on, and it's pretty much headed for a Patriots Chiefs crash course in the AFC Championship, so –
1: Yep. Uh, it's going to be a good game this weekend. Seeing Lamar and Mahomes duel it out. Obviously, they're my Chief win. I think they're going to. Um, I just think – now, I think Lamar's a good player. The Ravens are a good team. But let's keep in mind, they have played Miami and Arizona. So, this is their first, like, real test. Um, you know, coming in Arrowhead, loud stadium. You know, you're facing a great offense. Defense gotten a lot better. Uh, they're not, they're not a top five unit pers- You know, no one would say that, but th- they are a middle of the pack uh, unit. And, you know, w- we'll see. I'm excited. You know, the AFC West, funny, the Chargers are getting killed with injuries right now. A lot of people are picking them to start the year. But like I said, my Chiefs looking good again. Mahomes, zero regression at all. And yeah, like you said, the offensive weapons are just too much. I mean, Kelsey, Miko, Tyreek was hurt last week and they put up 40 point or 20, sorry, 28 points, but they scored 21 points in this second quarter alone. Um, 28, sorry, 28 in the second quarter alone. Um, but they just look really good. And the chargers again are struggling, you know, without Adrian, Adrian Phillips, Derwin, the whole Melvin Gordon contract situation. And it's kind of fun because the whole Jalen Ramsey saga about him wanting out, you know, all these, all the good teams in the AFC and NFC are trying to get on. I heard the chargers want in on him. The Chiefs, Eagles, if the Patriots got him, I think people would boycott the NFL. But, um, uh, you know, it's a good week of football. Another good game this weekend should be uh, the Texans and Chargers. What do you think of what's going to happen with that one? Okay, well,
0: first of all, I think – I don't know what's going on with Jalen Ramsey right now. I mean, he's he's suiting up to play for the Jags. So, I expect him to be on the Jags for a few more weeks, but I don't know who – is going to pick him up if he does end up getting traded, but all I can hope is that it's not to a stacked team. Um, but as for the Texans Chargers, the Chargers had played a really close game against the Lions on Sunday. Actually, it was they didn't look too great. Everyone kind of always hyped the Chargers up like they're some kind of a Super Bowl team, but they really haven't proven that. Um, ever really. I mean, I know they were good last year, but they haven't really ever been what I would consider an elite team. Will they win this week? I don't know, maybe, but I can tell you that moving forward, I don't, I'm not confident the Chargers will even make the playoffs, let alone make a run at the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, but if you ask a Charger fan, they'll say that it's only due to their kicking, which is why they're not in the Super Bowl.
0: (laughs) They're kicking.
1: No, you, you got to hear Charger fans. They they really are unreal. They're, they they are by far. I mean, maybe Dallas the worst fan base in the NFL. Just insufferable. <laughs> uh, which which we actually never did our list of worst. We have fan not base. done that. Yeah, we have not done that. That uh, might be one and of itself a podcast.
0: Yeah. Um Anyway, if we move over to the NFC, the other really sad thing that kind of bothered me in sports recently. Which actually does make me sad. Is it, it makes me sad is that Drew Brees is,
1: oh, out, of course. For,
0: is out for I mean, six of course. <laughs> he's out for six weeks. I mean I was watching the Saints Rams game, you know, I was ready to watch some Saints Rams, all excited, and then Drew Brees throws a pick on some <laughs> fluky, you know, crap and then Drew Brees, the next drive he or I, I didn't even see what happened because I was doing something else. But then I look up at the screen and I see Teddy Bridgewater in at quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what?
1: Z- what you're really really paying close attention to the game, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah. I was really paying close attention. And then it pans over to Drew Brees with his thumbs wrapped on the sideline. Next thing <laughs> you know, he's out for six weeks. So that's when I said, okay, uh, man, I'm going to flip to Red Zone and take my chances with. I Raiders-Chiefs, you know, um, or whatever other game was on at that point on Red Zone. But Drew Brees is out six weeks, and the Seahawks-Saints is this (laughs) one day. I was going to go to the Seahawks game, which I usually don't really do anymore because I don't really care. Um, But now that Drew Brees is hurt, I'm not going to go because I don't really care to see that game. So, I mean, I just – I don't – Think it's going to be that interesting? Are you going to Rams to Seahawks in a week? I don't know. I honestly, I don't really go to the Seahawks games at this point, so we'll see. But hopefully, I'll probably go to the Seahawks Ravens game.
1: Oh, okay, that's gonna be your game. I got, yeah. uh, I got field passes to the Rams Bears game in uh, LA in a couple months. So I'm excited about. Nice. Yell at Trubisky about why he's bad. Yeah, he's
0: he is pretty bad. Um but we got to we gotta get uh, or the Saints, not me, the Saints need to <laughs> hold their ground for the next six weeks until Drew Brees comes back. I don't know if they can do it, but they gotta go at least three and three. Maybe two and four, but they pretty much have to be three and three. It's not a great division, so they could honestly probably still win this thing. And then hope that Drew Brees can make a playoff push. Play. <laughs> It's just
1: it sucks. It really sucks that he's out. What do you think about the uh, whole Taysom Hill, and Teddy Bridgewater sharing snaps? I mean, go for it. Teddy Bridgewater
0: is probably not as incompetent as people think. He was a Pro Bowler in either 2014 or 15. I think he was 2014, but he's not. As far as backups go, he's a pretty good option to have. Taysom Hill, love the guy. Gadget guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want him as the starting quarterback. And th- that's just me personally speaking. But I wouldn't yeah. want Taysom Hill starting at quarterback.
1: Yeah. Well, he can't really throw. He just kind of is this gimmicky he, guy that like. He's kind of there. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like he he can he can play every position
0: pretty much, and I gotta commend him for that. But I don't know if he can play any position well. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Bridgewater oh. was like the breakout guy a couple of years ago, and then he got hurt. I remember that that offseason, you were like, oh, Bridgewater's the guy everyone got to watch out for. Right. And then he got hurt and tore, you know, like three ligaments. Right. But now um, he's back, you know. He can win okay. you a couple games.
0: Right. So, hopefully the Saints can hold their own. Um, you want to give us
1: some trash fan bases while we have some time? Well, yes, <laughs> happily. <laughs> um, <laughs> are we? Are we – just going NFL, NBA, what are we doing? Are we doing just all? Get free reign, free reign. Okay, Cowboys fans, obviously. I mean, this is kind of a no-brainer. They're just, like, they're everywhere. And they they always making excuses for their team, always. <laughs> all, like, it's it just, it, you know, that's a fact. Listen, look up Stephen A. Smith for a stake in Dallas if you want to know more about that. Um, Chargers, fan base, awful. I mean, just simply, like, always it's always someone else's fault about why they're not in the Super Bowl I I don't know how many times I've been told at school but we have the most talented team in the league so like you know if if he if Rivers wouldn't have done those five picks then we would have won the game (laughs) like yeah yeah we get that (laughs) um let's think all Boston fans just insufferable anything to do with Boston you know I like the Knicks and everything, but like New York fans can be kind of an asshole to yeah. players. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, but I I like New York teams, so, like I'm not gonna kill them. Yeah. Um, let me think. What else? Husky fan? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, um, college football. What's a bad? Hmm.
0: I mean, I personally don't like the Ducks fan base, but that's not the national perception.
1: Yeah, well that's because you're a you're a Washington fan. Right. Let
0: me think of let me think of most most people actually think the Ducks fan base is quite pleasant that aren't <laughs> yeah.
1: <doesn't they? laughs> yeah. Quack, quack. <laughs> and, uh, um Let me think right. I'm trying to think of more fan bases. Like NBA, there's not terrible I mean. You know what I, I don't get... like is Who?
0: um I I had it and then I just lost it. Um you know who Do you I don't like?
1: Oh, uh... Come back to me. Come back to me. Come back to me. Okay, okay. Let let's see. More NFL fan bases. Um <laughs> You know, the Chargers fans have like three people, you know, like pull up to their games <laughs> and the rest is opposing fans. Um Who else? Who am I thinking of? Here's some good fan bases. The Packers have a good fan base. Anywhere like Eagles, well, like, I mean, Eagles, they can be kind of rough, but they're loyal. Chiefs fan base is very loyal. Denver fan base is very loyal. Um, Seattle's tough because there's a lot of dire Seattle fans. There's also a lot of, like, Dan Waggon, Russell Wilson fans. Yeah.
0: I mean, most of the fans are pretty good. I here, I can
1: testify to that. Yeah. Oh, like, new NBA Warrior fans are annoying as hell. Yeah, that's kind of dying out at this point. <laughs> Yeah, but like they're always like, Oh Curry and Oh you, you know Yeah,
0: you know who you know you know what I don't like? And and this is absolutely nothing against LeBron James because he's a great guy and I like LeBron James, but LeBron James fans and I'm not just talking yes, about his, people that I'm not just talking yes. about people that are like, Oh yeah, you know, I like LeBron James. He's or, or even people that are like he's my favorite basketball player. No, I'm talking about people that <laughs> don't have a favorite NBA team. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I ride with the Le- LeBron. I go where wherever LeBron goes, that's where I go. Those people bother me. There, the there's people, a few
1: people I can name on this podcast that that are exactly like that. I completely agree with you. Well they, they I, can
0: I, they can contact me. I mean they will swear <laughs> on their life that he's better than MJ. They won't let they won't take any criticism over anything. You know, it, nothing's ever LeBron's fault. The twenty eleven finals aren't LeBron's fault, you know. Nothing is ever – and, and they, they, I can't emphasize this enough. They don't really even care about the NBA. They just
1: follow LeBron. Preach. Preach. This is amazing because this is this is a fact. Listen, I'm a Lakers fan, so I guess – now, I used to not like LeBron. Now, I, I, I'm a LeBron. I'm a Laker fan. So, if you play for the Lakers, I'm a fan of you. Now, I'm a Kobe guy, as you all know this. Um, I do not think LeBron the GOAT. I think Kobe's right in LeBron, frankly. That's an argument for another day but mj is the goat and that's a fact you can't argue that right. but these lebron fans <laughs> in these uh, they they really are unreal like they they're like uh you go oh well he's 3 for 9 in the finals and they go well you know if he really had won or if he had won a couple more then he would be the best i'm like except he didn't though he didn't win a couple more and if Dwayne Wade – or not Dwayne Wade. If um, Ray Allen did bail him out in the corner of those two threes, he'd only have two. Right. right. So, I don't want to hear about how LeBron James the greatest of all time. Now, I hope he becomes the greatest of all time because it, that would mean he wins a couple of titles with the Lakers. I hope he does. He's going right go to go the Clippers no. and
0: win three titles and become the good Don't
1: guy. even say some shit like that, okay? <laughs> That's
0: just – No, the Lakers about will hate probably
1: for... be his last team of being good yeah maybe he goes back to Cleveland of like a right at the yeah. end of his career, but you know he'll write another was,
0: letter and it'll be all great and everything. I wasn't gonna mention it, but
1: sometimes Kobe fans are something else dude. <laughs> no Kobe fans know what's up, okay, listen <laughs> Kobe fans know what greatness is well, I'm a mentality
0: <laughs> it's, it, I mean yeah, some of them are more rational than others. <laughs> but, the people that will swear that he's the goat because of a,
1: because he has a mindset like a snake, you know. Hey, you uh, don't ever question the mama mentality, okay? Very okay. few people have it, and they don't get to appreciate what it is. Okay, well, I I, I clearly don't have the mama
0: mentality.
1: <laughs> no one has the mama mentality except for Kobe.
0: <laughs> well, must be pretty nice for him.